Welcome to Fuel for Today, curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We are confident this will fuel your faith in the one who gives faith. If you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life, a plan that is far better, bigger, and immensely more than anything you have ever imagined. Go ahead and open your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. I'm going to read this text first. So we're in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Open your Bible, your phone, whatever you have. And I have the text here on the screen. And if you remember, two Sundays ago, I preached from Romans chapter 11, where Paul talked about how great, how big our God is, how amazing he is. And that his ways are unsearchable. He's sovereign over everything. And Paul basically said, I trust him completely with my life. And that's my goal to tell you guys to trust him with your life and to give God all the glory. Now in Romans chapter 12, literally the verse after that one, Paul is telling us something important. Paul is speaking to believers here. Paul is speaking to people who have believed in Jesus, who acknowledge him as Lord over their life. And here's what he says, Romans 12, 1 to 2. He says, I appeal, or he's saying, I encourage you, or I I plead with you. Therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Now, I want to title this message, Saved to Serve, that if you are somebody who acknowledges Jesus as Lord, you are saved to serve. And I want to begin this message with a story. So, some time ago, my wife and I had an opportunity to fly overseas. And if you've ever flown anywhere, And if you've made a connecting flight at another airport, you can probably sympathize with me how stressful that can be. Because you hope that your first flight will get there on time, then you hope you have enough time to grab a cup of coffee or whatever, and then get to your next flight. Doesn't always happen that way. And if you've ever booked airline tickets, you know that when you look at a connecting flight, you always see, what is my connection time? You usually see and say, oh, it's an hour and 30 minutes I have before my next flight. Sometimes you might have to be in the airport overnight. And so my wife and I, flying overseas to a different country, and we have a connecting flight. And as we're flying out, our first flight leaves incredibly late. So my wife and I are already stressed, that we're not going to make our connecting flight because our connecting flight only gives us an hour and 30 minutes. Now, our first flight leaves almost two hours late. And I almost am calling it that we're going to be late to our connecting flight because we have no time to get to the next gate. So we fly over to another country, we get into the airport, and sure enough, we miss our connecting flight. When we get to the airport and get out of our first flight, our flight that we're supposed to go on, It's gone. So, and the other worst thing was that we came into the airport very early in the morning. So imagine this, you're flying all night, you fly in somewhere at 7 a.m., you miss your connecting flight, and now you have to hang out for a very long time in the airport, okay? That's pretty much what my, my wife and I had to do. Now, the story doesn't stop there. 
We get out and we realize that it's about seven hours before the next flight. Seven hours, okay? It's a long time. Now, if any of you have ever spent any time in an airport waiting, you know that it's not the fun time, right? It's fun for the first 30 minutes. And then you're like, okay, let's get the show on the road, right? Now, not only is it not fun to wait in an airport, it's also not fun trying to sleep in an airport, okay? Because airports do not create these special lazy boys or these 700 thread count Egyptian cotton, you know, beds that you can crash on for the next six hours. If you've ever tried to sleep on airport benches or chairs, you know exactly how comfortable that is. And so what happened was my wife and I, we gathered all of our belongings. We gathered some, um, some of these benches together after having a short breakfast and she immediately goes to sleep. Now me, I'm a creature of comfort and I need a particular temperature. I need my eye mask and I need the bed to be a certain softness. None of that, which was available to me. So my wife is more patient. She just falls asleep and she's relaxed and sleeping. So what's the natural thing that I start doing? Well, I go on Facebook, okay? Browse Facebook for a little bit. Okay, that's boring. Let's blog a little bit. I blogged a little bit, okay? I'm over it. Um, try to sleep for 30 minutes. And you know how it is to sleep in airports, right? You sleep for 30 minutes and you wake up feeling groggier than you felt before you went to sleep. And you feel so uncomfortable because there's no pillows and you're trying to use your hoodie for a pillow and it doesn't work. Anyway, it's horrible, right? So my wife and I spend the next six hours going from groggy to sleepy to awake to irritated to happy to excited to irritated at each other, all these different things. And if you're a couple, if you're married or you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about, what happens during those six hours. So it's about an hour now before our connecting flight is there so we can get onto it and get on with our trip. And keep in mind, this is a foreign country, which means that I only speak English well, Russian well, and Spanish a little bit, poquito, right? So, and, and, and none, of these, none of these languages were the ones that all the signs were in this particular place, okay? So it's foreign, foreign languages, which we don't understand many of the signs. An hour before our flight, and I began, my wife was like, okay, cool. Well, we can't miss our flight now. We got we to gotta start walking towards our gate. I'm like, sure, no problem. Let's go do that. So we're walking towards our gate. It's about an hour before our flight. We're kind of irritated that we have to do this all day, but whatever. Our trip is ahead of us. And as I'm walking towards our gate, I look to the left of our gate, and there's like a very nice looking entrance to a really big room. And I'm thinking to myself, hmm, I'm very curious, so let's see what this room is all about. I come closer to this room, and it turns out it's a VIP suite, okay? Now, a VIP suite, I, think, I thought, of course it's created for me, right? So I need to check out what it's all about. I go into the VIP suite, and as I walk into this room, I'm just mesmerized. It's beautiful. It has these like uh, fountains in the wall that gives you this relaxing environment. There's like butlers standing there with like white towels draped around their wrist to serve you and they're on, uh, on your beck and call. And I come up to the attendants who are in the front desk and I say, what place is this? What, what, what is this here? And they're like, well, you know what? It is actually a VIP lounge for travelers who have a very long connecting flight in this airport. I'm like, really? And they're like, yes, and it's also free of charge for you to use. 
And at this point, my wife is not there yet. I'm thinking, what just happened? Now, it gets even better. As I begin to walk into this magical place called paradise, <laughs> there is everything you can possibly imagine. Humongous glass refrigerators with any type of food that you want. Chefs standing there preparing whatever you want. Day beds, night beds, comfortable beds, uh, covers, uh, ther individual thermostats, everything a weary traveler could only dare dream of to experience during a seven hour layover in an airport. And I find out about this one hour before I have to go somewhere else. Now, being the natural man that I am, what do you think I do? I get a humongous plate and I begin to try every single food that's available to me. I try everything. I have breakfast, lunch, and dinner under 30 minutes, okay? I try all the drinks, the different coffees, the different bottled glass drinks. It was amazing. And after, and of course, I'm, I'm doing this all with my wife, so don't think I forgot about her. She was, she was with me, but she was, she was so tired, she was like, let's just go to the next fight. I'm like, are you kidding me? I have to check this out. And in addition to all of that, I thought, you know what? I cannot leave this VIP lounge until I take my power nap. And so my wife is like, we're gonna be late to our next flight. I'm like, but my power nap, right? So I take a power nap for about 15 minutes, I set my timer on, wake up feeling refreshed as ever, we get out of this place and we go at our next flight. Now, besides the sympathy that I'm evoking from you about how difficult my life is, why am I telling you this story? I'm gonna to explain to you. Very often, in our Christian life, okay, in our walk with Jesus Christ, we are very much the same way. We often wander around and don't experience God's blessing because we don't go to the place where the blessing is going to be. Are you guys with me? Very often, I've met Christian people who are followers of Jesus for a very, very long time, but they don't experience joy in their life. And when I begin to ask, are you plugged into a local church? Are you serving somewhere? Are you activating your faith? They say to me, not really. I'm just following Jesus. That's pretty much it. Now, here's what I want to ask you. Imagine if we realize too late. Imagine if we don't uncover all the potential God has placed within us. Imagine if we don't activate all the gifts that God has given us. We can live our entire life missing out on the lounge of blessings that God has created for us. We're saved to serve. We're saved to serve. And so this text that we read speaks exactly what we need to do in order to live a full life for God's glory. Now, when we begin this text, Paul says, therefore, and if you ever seen the Bible, therefore, ultimately you need to ask, what is it there for, right? Five years of seminary, that's all I got, okay? And so in Romans chapter 11, Paul basically says, God is so grand. God is beautiful. His ways are unsearchable. Everything he does is right. There's no one that can counsel the Lord. All you need to do is trust him. Paul says all of that. And he says, therefore, if you believe that, if you believe all those things about God, now what you need to do is present your body as a living sacrifice to God, which means give your whole life to God and worship him and serve him. We're saved to serve. And I'm going to say that what you believe determines how you live. Thank you 
for listening to this curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this message. Bogdan is personally convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. It is his life goal to help you faithfully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit fuelforlife.tv.